This is the Collector Car Podcast, the home for the auto enthusiast. Join Greg Stanley as he applies over 25 years of insights and analytical experience to the collector car market. He will interview the experts and throw in some fun stuff as well. Do you find it challenging working on your collector car? Advantage Lifts has the solution for you with their selection of two and four post lifts. Advantage's two post lifts provide an unparalleled amount of versatility. Each wheel can spin freely and be worked on individually, and you'll have full access to those hard-to-reach parts of the undercarriage. And best of all, Advantage's two post lifts are ready to ship now. Get $100 off by using code TCCP for the Collector Car Podcast. Again, that's TCCP. You can find your perfect Advantage lift by calling 763-300-5730. That's 763-300-5730. And don't forget to use the promotional coupon code TCCP. CCP. Hey, it's Greg Stanley. If you're listening to this podcast, you know I love everything automotive. This passion has expanded to include being a car specialist consultant for RM Sotheby's. So if you need assistance buying or consigning a collector car at any one of our online or live auctions, including Scottsdale, Amelia Island, or Monterey, you can reach one of our car specialists at rmsotheby's.com or you can email me directly at gstanley at rmsotheby's.com. Well, welcome to the Collector Car Podcast. Uh, Monterey Week is over, and I'm excited to have Johnny Lieberman on to talk about his Monterey Car Week. So, Johnny, how you doing? I'm okay. I'm okay, man. I'm a little. I'm a little talked out. I, I was. I was just saying. I recorded three podcasts yesterday, um, and that was the day after I got back. And you know, uh, as I've been saying, I, I think I achieved the third circle of gout uh during <laughs> during uh car week and you know it just it it's wonderful but you know uh if you're counting your steps you know you're doing you know i don't know twenty four thousand steps a day you're outside for you know you're outside wearing a suit for like four days in a row um you're you're drinking as much champagne as you can as you can carry and just eating all the shrimp. So it's, you know, <clears throat> yes, first world is problems ever, but it, you know, <laughs> as I age, I think this is my, I think we figured out some of my 12th car week. Um, you know, it's just, uh, it's a lot, it's a lot of fun, but it's a lot. It is. It is. And I appreciate you being back on the podcast and we ran into each other at the quail. I just happened to get tickets yep. this year. And I was thinking about it myself. I judged at Cavallino, not Cavallino, at Concorso Italiano Saturday morning. And then I worked at RM Sotheby's and I did, for me, I was on my feet for 16 hours with a one hour nap. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and again, it's it's like, it, you can't, <clears throat> I can complain to you about it, but the people who are listening are like, <laughs> please, the quail, that's the one that's a thousand dollars a ticket. It's all the oysters you can eat. Right. And uh, there's, you know, half a billion dollars worth of the best cars in the world that you have to look at and it's like yeah but man <laughs> well let's let's talk about your car week because when i ran into you i'd already seen you had been by arms at the bees and you sat in a mclaren f1 uh yeah. we saw I, we saw each other briefly you're up for this quick call so yeah tell us tell us what did your week look like like walk us through when you got when you got there what cars you drove some impressions yeah i i got there tuesday actually okay um, yeah i was i was up well monday i drove up sunday so I was up there for eight days, but uh, I drove. I live in LA. I drove up um, to Silicon Valley. Um, Lucid showed a car at the Quail called the uh, Air Sapphire, and it's their new three motor car, over well over well over as they say twelve hundred horsepower. Knowing Lucid, it's probably fourteen hundred horsepower, but well over twelve hundred. It's the most powerful sedan in the world. Blah 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 blah. Uh, they launched a new luxury brand called Sapphire. 
And so I went and I, I hung out at Lucid on Monday and I looked at the car and I got the 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 rundown and you know I wrote a story about it for Motor Trend. Um and then Tuesday I um went to Pebble uh and what did I do Tuesday? Oh, uh, my friend Roy Carroll now uh works works at RM auctions. Yeah. So RM put me up for the night and uh in the morning on Wednesday uh we drove a 1930 Duesenberg. Right, um, which is pretty cool. Um, I never, I've never driven a Duesenberg before, and so I've always wanted to. And it was, you know, everything I thought it would be. Although it did, I think the water pump sort of something went wrong, so it kind of overheated, which sucks. Um, so yeah, we were the jerks on the side of the road in downtown Monterey with a, you know, a Duesenberg with steam pouring off the engine. So um, compare that experience to all the other car experiences. I mean, you said it's what you expected, but what did you expect? Well, I drove a 1930 Bentley uh, 8-liter one time, and I figured this would be pretty similar, and it was pretty similar. But, you know, look, it's impossibly long. It's impossibly narrow. Uh, nothing is assisted. You have to worry about, you know, uh, advancing and retarding the ignition on the steering wheel. You know, it, it's just it, it, you sit uh, as high as you do in an SUV. Um, it's it's a torque monster. Like, you you cannot stop this thing from going forward. Um but you also can't stop really well if you needed to, if, you, if that makes any sense. You know? <laughs> so it, it's great, great old car. You know, uh, as, as the guy in, in crew told me about the Bentley, you know, double declutching is mandatory because synchros hadn't been invented yet. So uh, you're you're doing a lot of clutching, but but fantastic. I mean, which fantastic. one was it? You remember? It was a J. It was a 1930 J. So it was like okay. it was like a black car with maroon highlights. Um, you know, it actually wasn't the one I was supposed to drive. The one I was supposed to drive wound up getting because you, if you've never been, uh, you've never been. But if you've never been, they take over the Portola Hotel RM, and so they they stick cars everywhere. You know, you go up an escalator. There, there's a Duesenberg. Yeah. And literally, the one I was supposed to drive somehow got stuck on the floor. Uh, uh you know, at the end of the elevator. So this was the other one okay. um, and i and yeah so anyhow and then i drove um even better in my opinion a 1972 mercedes 600 that's the green one right green with the beautiful green, light green top and yep. i mean literally perfectly restored i mean pro probably better than it ever was at the factory to be to be honest uh an impossibly wonderful car uh the air conditioning was so cold we had to turn it off because our fingers were freezing uh just you know and 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 really good cars do this to me where i was, I was driving around and just really enjoying myself and i the thought enters my head like look at all these suckers not driving a mercedes 600 like you know you only live once and you're gonna be in your honda like oh. right and yeah. so it was it was fantastic like just a wonderful car um and then from there uh let's see Thursday. you skipped over the mclaren yeah i sat in a mclaren f1 um any thoughts on that car i mean you know i think it's the second one i've sat in i've been around probably 10 of them it's kind of getting to the point for me where it's like if i don't drive one soon uh i don't know it's hard like yeah i mean yes i understand they're very expensive and everybody loves them and, but i've never driven this i don't know maybe it's terrible right. you right. know it's, it's it's hard to get in and out of there's no it's really really no elegant way to get out of the thing you can sort of like warm your way in um but i've sat in leno's and um yeah i i i i've reached the point in my career where you know time to drive so i'm gonna probably just have to bug leno about it um 
but yeah, it was it was it was very cool. And and, and I mean, I skipped over a lot of the stuff. Like RM was yeah. littered with amazing cars. You know that, that Ferrari room, I was salivating. Uh, you know, they had a 288 GTO that I also sat in and the F40, which I also said, what I was doing was I was getting all these amazing cars and like, you know, flipping off the camera and sending pictures to my friend. I have certain friends that really like F1s, really yeah. like F40s. So yes, I am 12 years old, uh, but I figured <laughs> out a way to monetize that. And um, yeah, so uh, it, 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 yeah, it, it was, it, RM was killer. It was really, really cool. And, and, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those funny things. And it's just how life works out. Like, I never had an in at RM. I just never really knew anyone there. And I was always really, and I still am really friendly with Gooding. Like I know David Gooding, you know, uh, but I would just not for any malicious reason, I would just always like ignore RM and spend time with Gooding. And so sure. the first time I spent time with RM and I, I loved it. It was great. You know, so. Well, we love you too. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Um, but it was, you know what I mean? It's just one of those things. Like, it's just like, you know, we, we never met uh, for whatever, just, you know, just how life is. Yeah. But uh, it, it was, it was great. It was really great. Um, and then, um, let's see, I'm trying to think. I know I did something Thursday. I'm blanking. I went to, well, I saw the new, uh, uh, the Zinger. Oh, yeah. Uh, I saw you post on Instagram. You weren't quite sure if that thing would maybe come to realization as they advertised, right? Well, no, I, I mean, maybe I posted a while ago, but th okay. this this time, uh, this is so this was the the long tail version. Um, so, you know, Zinger, if you don't know, uh, new company uh, out of L.A., actually, um, you know, it, like the stats are ludicrous. You know, it's a 900 whatever horsepower V8 that they designed with three hybrid motors and, you know, total output is up to like thirteen hundred and fifty. They're claiming zero to 60 and under two, zero to 100 and under four, zero to 250 miles an hour to zero in 27 seconds. Wow. Um, which is what? Okay. Uh, and then, um, you know, this long tail version so that, that we've seen for a couple of years now, the high downforce track attack version, sure. which is, you know, they're calling it a production car. Um, okay, but it did like a 125 at Laguna Seca and wasn't fully baked until like, you know, McLaren Senate wow. did a 127 something. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so when they fully bake it, it should be even quicker. But it, it, it's for real. This one they're saying like, you know, uh, well over 300 miles an hour. They actually told me the number and I think I told them I wouldn't repeat it. But if what they're saying is true... Uh, so like right now, 304 is the record with the Koenigsegg, uh, no, sorry, not the Koenigsegg, the, uh, Bugatti Chiron, 300 mile an hour plus went 304. Right. Koenigsegg claims the Yesco absolute can go 310. Wow. These guys claim they're going to beat it. Uh, Hennessy also claims he'll beat it. Everyone's going to beat it. So you have a lot of people going 300 miles an hour, which is totally pointless, but that's fine by me. Aren't there uh, only like two places in the world you can do that? There's, zero, there's literally zero places in the world you can do that. Right. It's fine. I mean, I've I spent my career trying to go 200 miles an hour, and I've done it like you know four or five times. It's it's really really hard to do. It's yeah, really hard to do. So 190, not so hard. 200 for some reason hard. 300, impossible. But <laughs> sure, what what bragging rights, man? Bragging rights. That's and right. Trust me, no owner will ever go 300. No, no, yeah. yeah. Now was uh, that at the quail? You saw that. No, this is they had a little party. Uh, oh, okay, gotcha. they had like a little reveal, and it was cool. It was 
it was, it was fun to see like I, Kevin. So what's so cool about that part? The reason I, I I feel it's worth mentioning. So you know Kevin Zinger and Luke Zinger, father and son team behind the thing. <clears throat> what what's really actually much more interesting than the three hundred mile an hour claims and all that is that the 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 whole car is three D printed. But it's not just three D printed. Wow. They've developed the three D printers, and so it's this. It, there's another company behind it called um, Divergent Technologies, and um, it's it's like accelerated evolution. So they'll say mm-hmm. like, okay, we need this part right this is a uh i don't know this is hangs an exhaust pipe off right and it needs to support this amount of weight and take this amount of stress this is the space we're working in make it as strong and as light as powerful so given that command in their ai i don't know if it's ai but powerful computers they go through a hundred thousand wow. a million iterations of the piece it 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 invents the computer invents its own alloys so it's like you know let's try 70% aluminum, 29% magnesium, 1% zinc. So wow. they're actually patent the computer's developing and then they're patenting patenting patent, patents, they're getting patents <laughs> on their own zinger alloys. And um and, and all the stuff looks like you know uh HR uh, Geiger designed it. It's like this alien technology, like sinewy, muscly. If you if you look at a cross section, it looks it looks like bird bones. It's wild. Wow, that's insane. Absolutely wild. Um, so it's, it's, it's kind of the coolest stuff. Um, and it, it's hard to get that message out, but, uh, it's, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm very excited about Zinger and the future. How does their, their weight relate to, I mean, obviously there's, there should be no excess weight because it's so made for that exact purpose, space, blah, blah, blah. How does their weight compare to other light cars? I haven't weighed it. I don't know. They claim it's much lighter, but the, the other thing to know is, other OEMs are like using them. So in other words, mm-hmm. Singer for a long time has said that uh, eight OEMs are using their technology. And they wow. finally this week revealed that Aston Martin's one of them. And so that Aston showed a car uh, this week called the DBR 22, sort of uh, like a, you know, windshieldless speedstery thing, but the rear subframe uh, is manufactured by Divergent Technologies, uh, Zinger's mm-hmm. parent company. And the advantage of it, uh, aside from being super light, and it, it, it's super, the stuff is super light. I mean, I've seen Kevin Zinger, who's, you know, weighs 165 pounds. I've seen him pick up, hold over his head, the rear subframe of the Zinger. But wow. but the real advantage, aside from that, is um, they were saying halfway through development of the Aston Martin, they changed the, sh- the size of the gas tank. So that meant they had to redesign the rear subframe. And normally, because of, of safety crash tests, um, you're talking, you know, it's a it's a weeks or month long delay to get the new part. They had it to them in like six or seven days. Wow! And so okay. they just tell the they just tell the computer like, hey, figure it out. You know, this is the new shape. These are the yep. parameters, um, and it just it just comes up with it. And and it's like, you know, on average, I think they were saying it's it's like I want to is either forty or sixty percent lighter, significantly lighter, significantly stronger, and especially in terms of crash, like you know, an order of magnitude better in terms of crash. Cause that's one of the things they program in is like, you know, make sure this works out in the crash. Right. The passenger cell. So right. Okay. It's really, it's, it's, it's really cool technology. So saw that, saw the $345,000 uh, Range Rover Carmel edition. 117. <laughs> that's crazy. Was, yeah. Well, you know, uh, yes, it is. <laughs> Are there like 25 of them or something? 17 for 17. Mile drive. Okay. Um, one second. Um, 
it was interesting because they go uh they're showing it it, it's cool you know nice paint the wheels got paint on them that matched the body the interior's got some grade of fancy leather up front that's blue like the monterey bay it's got some kind of different grade of leather in the rear uh that looks like the exterior it's got porcelain inserts right very nice wow. only 17 and they go only people standing here right now are eligible to purchase one so it's for like very special yeah. range rover customers and the price is three hundred forty-five thousand dollars. and so me and my friend we like spit our champagne at each other but <laughs> look it's the rarest range rover ever made um you had to have been there to even be eligible to buy one so i guess if you're a Range Rover enthusiast and really rich. Uh, it's a great car for you. It's right. You know? It's not made with the deerskin hides from the ones I saw on the golf course, right? No. Okay. No. But but you know, at RM, they, they had a they had a Maserati that had an elk skin interior that was yeah. uh Juan Peron. It was it was intended for Juan Peron. He never got a hold of it, but that was <laughs> cool. so that was my Thursday. I did that. Uh Friday was the quail. Yeah, yeah. So you're walking around some dapper clothing. Thank you. Uh, yeah, the quail sort of has become too big to really see everything. Yeah, you know, I, I realized uh, look, looking, it's a funny thing. You open up Instagram and it's an event you're at, and you're getting FOMO because you're missing out on the event you're at. You know, it's, <laughs> it's wild. Um, but it was it was cool. I mean, I was you know, I think the most interesting stuff there to me. You know, uh, the the Porsches, in my mind, sort of stole the show. And by by Porsche, I mean the Porsche GT3 RS, which stunner in person. Like, oh, my God. You know, uh, talk about something owners will never use. The thing has wings on the suspension for downforce, but (laughs) uh, just stunning. And then you had the Roof SCR. Oh, that's what I did. Sorry. I I drove the Roof uh, on Thursday, the Roof SCR. Okay. Um, Oh, yeah. I, I left out motor looks. There's so much going on. So uh, the McCall well, Wednesday, party, right? Yeah, Motor- Wednesday Motor- night. Oh, the sorry, McCall's Mike. party is now Motor Lux. Yeah, uh, Haggerty, uh, uh, they bought it, and um, it's really good. They they improved it like out I, real quick. Sorry, oh, that's fine. I'll let I, it I keep talking. Um, they improved it tremendously. So it used to be there was like kind of the unofficial oh. kickoff to Monterey Car Week was was the McCall's party at the Jet Center, and um. Now it's called Motor Lux, and it, it's much better. And and they have like water. It's, it's yeah, no, we went last year to McCall's, and it, like like you said, it ran out of water. <laughs> Didn't run out of wine, yeah. which that was important. But yeah, it ran out of water. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I ran into Soon and McKeel, and they were like, "Would you change anything?" You know, and I was like, "Well, you're gonna hate this, but you know, more water because there was one point at the water station where they're out, and like we're waiting for people to bring jugs." But um, but no, it was it was that was a that was a really um fantastic event um and they're starting their own auction uh broad era whatever that means but uh that was sort of sort of interesting they had some nice cars there uh but i, I drove i drove the roof uh scr the next day and that was mind-blowingly good uh that's if you don't know what a roof is well if you don't know what the roof s roof's a german manufacturer that like you know, Porsche tuner, but that's sort of an insult because they do so much more than that. So this car is um starts with a carbon tub of roof design. So it's not like Singer or Gunther Works where they take a old Porsche and like you know fabulize it, uh make it better. This is like 
the, the finished product looks like a 911. There's no 911 in it whatsoever, you know. Right. Um, it's a carbon tub with steel front and rear subframes. It's a Metzger, sort of Metzger motor that Roof manufactures. Um, so it's a four liter uh, water cooled, 503 horsepower motor. It's a wow. ZF uh, six speed transmission, rear drive only, carbon fiber body. Uh, inboard pushrod suspension so the there's no weight on the wheels the wheels are wow. super light uh just epic epic like one of the greatest cars i've ever driven i was just i was blown away and uh and i, and I drove it with uh i always butcher his name but alois roof was in the passenger seat okay. and we were just whipping around just just unbelievable car um so, so how was, does that how does that compare to like the best new 911 so the most fascinating thing about the roof, I left this out, the length of the SCR is the same as a Porsche 901, the original oh, you know, wow. car that, yeah. that Bootsy Porsche designed, right? Tiny. The, the wheelbase is longer. Okay. And he actually had Freeman Thomas, you know, master designer, um, redesign it and, and shorten this. And so it, 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 if you look at it, it looks like a normal Porsche, but he's really done some cool tricks to kind of like put a long wheelbase on a short body. It, 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 it's really interesting. So, you know, uh, 503 horsepower, the current GT3, which, you know, revs to 9,000 and has a manual. And this, by the way, revs to like 8,750, has a manual. This is 503. Current GT3 is 502 horsepower. You know, the, the roof's probably 500 pounds lighter, but also it's just wrapped around you. Like my, my shoulder was touching his shoulder. It's a much more intimate experience uh whereas the you know i don't a lot of people are like oh it's so big but you know look it's it, the, the the current gt3 is a modern car it's the size of a modern car yeah. but it is a larger vehicle you know what i mean and you and you are it's just not as intimate i guess is the best way to put it i i bet performance wise pretty similar um you know i i sort of like this the feel of the roof like steering better because there's just less, there's a lot less weight on the wheels. Uh, because the the not only the inboard shocks, but the wheels can be smaller because it's not such a big car. Mm. Um, right. you know, so uh it, yeah, it's 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 better. It's also, you know, starts at nine hundred and thirty-four thousand dollars. Right. Yeah, GT3, even with the markups, yeah, you know, 250. So there's there's a difference, you know. Right, right. Um but then I thought that and the Gunther works, um, the orange uh, yeah, twin turbo, air cooled twin turbo, which makes somehow 700 horsepower with an air cooled engine, which I'm, I'm like, what? Uh, I thought that was pretty stunning. Um, I wasn't uh, the singer. I thought sort of looked a little boring, but it was also sort of shoved off in the corner. Um, the everybody, turbo, the turbo oh, cab you're talking about. Yeah. What'd you think? Um, it, I liked it. I, I not crazy about the big side scoops on the side, yeah. you know, that they yeah. put on there. Otherwise, it looked pretty much like a factory, you know, nine thirty. It, looks, it looks factory, I guess, is the problem. Yeah, and then yeah. It, maybe it wasn't like really in a good show car color, like you know, the, yeah. the roof yeah. was like you know British racing green, and the and the the um the Gunther Works was I don't even know what, but some amazing orange, you know, um sparkly orange. So the, the Koenigsegg was right next to the um the Singer uh and then it's a horrible name cc850 or cc58 or whatever it is ccr8 i don't know but it has a automatic and a manual transmission which right. people were really excited about i was 
much less excited about it than everybody else but uh <laughs> uh it it so it's a nine speed transmission and it's a totally revolutionary type of automatic where there's basically three gears and so you can combine them in three different ways so three times three is nine right and then manual you 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 pull out one of the combinations so three times two is six that's your six speed and so if you've ever been on a simulator um a racing simulator you have a manual transmission it's not really a transmission because you're not there's you're not moving the gears and this you're still not moving the gears supposedly it feels like you're moving the gears and there's the clutch pedal huh seems a little gimmicky <laughs> totally unnecessary to me but people were losing their minds over it they just could not believe it so Maybe I'm old and out of touch. So I don't right. Know. Yeah. And then, and then the, the my favorite car, shockingly, I because I I, I, th- I heard about it and it was I wasn't even excited. The um the Bugatti uh, Mistral, um, and it's just a, basically a Chiron with like half of a Devo body kit and the roof removed. I just thought it looked stunning. Yeah. Um, black. Oh, but black with the yellow interior. And, um, you know, it's it's like they took the Devo, which I thought was kind of a immature, overly aggressive, clownish kind of body kit. And they they really made it elegant on this. And it's got the widest kind of horseshoe grill uh, they've ever done. And the back is just like, oh, just phenomenal looking. And I, I was like, whoa. Right. Um, and, you know, they're five million bucks and they made 99. They're making 99 and they're all sold out before anyone saw the car. So, right. <laughs> there's, there's a cool 495 million euros for them or whatever. So, that's good, right. Way that's to go, right. Bugatti. Yeah. How about like Pagani or, you know, some of the other, I mean, Acura was there. You had the uh, modern yeah. interpretation of a dune buggy, which I thought was. Yeah. Myers Manx. So, back to Freeman Thomas. So, he's now the CEO of that company. And I, I thought that was cool. And I loved. I loved how they stuck it in a sand trap. Yeah, that was awesome. That that was like brilliant. I mean, I hope I hope all everyone really noticed that. And like from now on, if you have an SUV at the quail, it has to be sitting in a sand trap. <laughs> um, I thought, yeah, that's cool. And I also I also heard the price point of that, which is it's a new electric version of a Myers Manx. It's like sixty five thousand for the for the small battery, which is like, yeah, it's still a rich guy's toy, but hey, you know, that's yeah. an attainable rich guy's toy. The difference, yeah. So that was cool. I mean, Pagani's great. That nothing new, you know. Like like uh, the 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 car they had on the stand, I've driven it. The the, the Wira R, which is you know the best, absolute best sounding car in the world. Um, I don't know if you saw Gordon Murray was there, the um, GMA Gordon Murray Automotive with the two fifty. Uh, sorry, the T dot fifty and the T thirty three. What do you think of those? Well, give me a second. I'll get back to what I think about. But they but they 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 fired one up right. And they're gonna hear you know, you're gonna hear the sound of the V twelve. It was cool. I was standing on stage and I heard it and was like, yeah, it's a pretty good sounding 11,000 RPM, 12,000 RPM, whatever it is, V12, Cosworth motor. And then Pagani fired up the Wira R and it's just <laughs> like, no, it, no one. And I've, I've been in the Aston Martin Valkyrie AMR pro uh, on a racetrack. Uh, nothing, nothing nothing comes close to this the way this pagani sounds it's 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 like i don't know i don't know if you heard it when they fired it up but it was no i wasn't yeah i missed it yeah it was 120 in the afternoon it was just unbelievable it's unbelievable wow Uh, yeah so that was pretty cool um yeah i mean look it's kind of sort of how i feel about the mclaren f1 like very cool i just it like it just they don't look that cool that's more of a fan on the back right yeah the gma cars um I don't think they look very cool. 
And right. I know that like Gordon wants them exactly like this. And I'm sure they're neat. And I, you know, I know Dario Franchetti, and I know he's driven it and really likes them and helped develop it. But like, I don't know. I don't think it looks, you know, like uh, that that Lamborghini sitting next to it looks way cooler to me. Right. Uh, right. You know, again, I I know it's ultra light, ultra small, manual V12, everybody's dream. Um, but you know, if you're if you're if you're in that three four million dollar neighborhood. Uh, a, little a lot flash, of choices <laughs> a little, little flash a little pizzazz right uh, and they're they're just kind of dull you know yeah yeah it is my take on it I'm, I'm sure i'm wrong but that's that's just i i was looking at them for i was up there for they were you know they had to warm the oil or something for like 10 minutes so i was standing there just staring at the thing before they started revving it um and uh yeah i was just I don't really remember what it looks like. It's just sort of a this blue shape, like a like a you know some kind of Easter treat. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So all right, so that was the quail. Anything else at the quail? The LMO2s. They had six oh, yeah. mini LMO2s. My favorite vehicle, maybe ever. Uh, I'm I lead a very weird life. So of the six that were there, uh, this is okay. just for our listeners. This is the Rambo Lambo, the sport ute from the what late eighties, early nineties. Yeah, kind of mid to late eighties. Yeah, beautiful, so, very beautiful. Touch V twelve, developed for Muammar Gaddafi in the Libyan army, but uh, they don't like to talk about that. And then they pulled the plug. Originally developed, interesting truck because it was supposed to be in in the late seventies. Uh, the U.S. Army said, "Hey, we got to replace the Jeep. We need a new Jeep." So they put out the call. Eventually, the replacement became the Hummer, the the um, the H one Hummer. Uh, but you know, Lamborghini tried. Uh, they had a thing called the Cheetah, and then there was the LMO one, so Lamborghini Military 001, very wonderful name. Um, and then the 002, you know, Gaddafi was like, hey, you know. uh, but that didn't work out either. So they they just put them into civilian production. They made 347 of them. And and the wild part for me is of the six that were there, I've driven two of them. And I was attempting to drive the third one, but my friend Vinny, who was starting it up, he flooded the engine, so we couldn't uh, drive. Oh, yeah. but I've driven over one percent of all LMO2s ever made. So that's, yeah, that's actually back in the early '90s, I lived in Jacksonville when they were based in Jacksonville, and I remember going up to their uh, castle, as it was known, and put my head up on the tinted windows, and I could see the outline of an LMO2 and a couple Diablos. And later I found out the uh, Evan Schoen, car specialist with Arnold Sotheby's, he worked for Lamborghini at the time. And he was probably in the building at the time that I was trying. Oh, to that's funny. That small world. So, yeah, that's great. Um, yeah. Anyways, that was I thought that was like cool. Um, there's not as many of those left as there should be. And they're just they're they're such neat trucks because, you know, it's, name another giant, you know, 8000 pound SUV with a V12 and a manual. You know, it's right. Like, it's yeah. And Horatio Pagani. Designed the interior and did a lot of the uh, the engine engineering as well, like all the the air filtration and and they were designed because of Libya to like keep sand out of the motor. So if you ever open it, it looks like these giant uh, like kind of crock pots things, and they're just like sand and air filters. And they're beautiful, beautiful. Trucks. Yeah, they're cool. They're cool. So that was Quail. Um, Saturday. Oh, Saturday we did. I flaked. I was supposed to judge uh Concourse de Lemons. Oh, sure. Um, and I just flaked. I um I was like, you know what? Same joke, 17 years. I just I just don't have it in me. And I just flaked. And I, I talked to Jay Lamb. I'm like, if I flake, is it a big deal? And he was like, Nothing on earth matters less. Like, don't worry about it. So 
Uh, I flaked. Sorry, Lemons. And then I, but, and one of the reasons was we did a live, I'm on this uh, podcast, Spikes Car Radio. Oh, yeah. Um, so we did a live show. And I don't know, I was a little nervous. I didn't want to like, you know, stand out in the sun for three hours and then go do a live show. So we did a live show on Saturday, sold out crowd. Um, super fun. It was, it was me, Spike, Ferriston, uh, Zuckerman, um, Matt Farah, Jerry Seinfeld FaceTimed in. And it was a ball. Actually, it went live it's live today. I don't know when this podcast goes out, but it just went live today. Um, and it was cool, you know. And and um, yeah, we did about an hour show. Just kind of did our normal show and read ads and everything. And it's it was it was fun. It was cool. yeah. I listened to Spike weekly, and he's been on the podcast before. And yeah, enjoy it for sure. A lot of fun you guys seem to have. And I this is posted on Thursday, so listeners, it posted yesterday. So be sure to check it out. Spike's Car Radio. Yeah, it, it's cool. It's, it it was you know we and, and we do, we even do Dear Zuckerman, which is my you know one of my right. favorite Dear Abby, Dear Zuckerman, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Sorry, I, if you haven't listened, we have this guy Paul Zuckerman, who's a uh, a banana peel lawyer, as he describes himself. Um, but uh, he's he's just a funny guy. I don't know. There's no. And he's he's got this horrifying accent like, yeah hey hey yeah. <laughs> singing maggot hey you know, that's, that's actually how you we sound talk. just like him <laughs> yeah you know yeah. I, I've, I've been working on the accent that's when he's not on the show i have to imitate him you know that's right <laughs> so um it was great it was a really good time really really fun and um and then saturday night what did i do after that it was a bentley party um yeah, Bentley signature party, which was really packed and a lot of dancing, not really my scene, but it was it was good to see some friends. And then Sunday, yeah, the big Lord. show. Yeah. Wow. You know, and and uh I thought it was incredible. I I um how do I put this? I just think that like what Sunday on the lawn at Pebble Beach is is the singular greatest car thing in the world um you know you'll hear people like oh they just sit there on grass they're not moving it's like you are looking at cars so rare yeah like here's the thing you know if you go to like you know villa d'est in in lake como in italy they got 50 cars you know and they're cool and you know you'll you'll probably see them there next year and if you go to the goodwood revival it's great man it's cool or or festival speed all those cars were there last year you go to Pebble Beach, everything you saw, you're not going to see it again for 10 years. They can't right. come back. A car's not even eligible to come back in, until 10 years later. Yeah. Um, and, and it's 250 cars and it's like, you know, magnificently curated, the best of the best of the best. And um, yeah, so it's, you know, I I, I just love it. I, I, I don't know, you know, my 12th time going, I wouldn't, yeah. I, I hate missing yeah. it. Yeah, and you were doing a little uh, color commentating uh, at one point. I I saw you on the Megatron or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so 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 the Torque Show. So Justin Bell and uh, TK Tommy Kendall, um, they do the live coverage. We Motor Trend. We used to do it. I think I did about four, three or four uh, of those. It's really uh, it's a pain, man. That's that's four hours of live TV sucks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, Justin had me on. Um, and it was cool. We talked about the, uh, the hot rod class. Uh, so Ken Gross is one of the, the main, I guess, curators. I don't know the actual term, but he picks out the cars for the classes, huge hot rod guy. And in fact, his hot rod was on the lawn and it was, it was, it was a, a very specific 1932 Ford class. Um, and the cars were awesome. And yeah, so we just talked about that and just the show in general and, and, and racing and, 
it was fun. We had, we had a good time. So I'm going to ask you two yeah. impossible questions. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, what was your, well, one's not impossible. What was the, your favorite thing you ate the entire time? <laughs> and then what was your favorite car for the weekend? Uh, at, oh, I went to a Cadillac dinner. I'm sorry. I, I left. There's so much happened. I, I saw the, the new Cadillac Celestic. Okay. Uh, not Celestic. Celestic. They're very rhymes with lyric. Their other new EV. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I, and I kept going. So it's tick, not teak. And they're like, yeah, it's tick. But anyways, <laughs> um, at the then. So if you don't know the, the Celestic is the a uh, $300,000 hand-built Cadillac EV Ooh. that's coming. Uh, well, hey, look, if Range Rover can sell a $345,000 Range Rover that is exactly the same as a Range Rover, like, performance-wise, like, hey, Cadillac can sell a $300,000, uh, you know, super sedan thing. But um, at the party, they had these uh, fancy tater tots with caviar on top. Oh, nice. and, um, like literally delicious. And I, I was talking to my friend who's a pretty famous chef. And I was like, dude, he's like, he, you know, I was like, they're so good. And he goes, uh, yeah, Johnny adding salt and fat to salt and fat. It's very tasty. That that's an old one. That's a, you know, chefs aren't impressed by anything. But that so was, is, that, I'm assuming you do not add ketchup to those tater tots, right? It was, it was a hand passed hors d'oeuvre. So no, there was no, <laughs> and they were, they were cut like little Lego bricks. I mean, they were little like rectangles. It was, you know, Okay, with, that's kind of nuts. With caviar, it was delicious, absolutely delicious. Yeah, so that was that was good. Uh, I feel like there was something else that was really. Oh, I did, I, did, I went to the Gunther Works house. Um, I did a lot, man. It was a full. Yeah, full you're all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Gunther Works house had some unbelievable food. I forget the name of the chef. Dang it! But um, yeah, he had these these little sliders that were like, terrific. Like, Imagine the McDonald's hamburger perfected and made from like <laughs> meat. You know, so it's just really, really, really good. Yeah. And then favorite car of the weekend? Boy. Um, you drove a you few. Know, look, it, oh, boy. Probably there was a Voisson C25. Um, I don't know if you saw that one. It was, uh, it was a dark, 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 dark blue car. With, with a yellow secondary color and then like a real bright orange pinstripe, not even pinstripe, but just like another. Oh, I, was it like hump, humpback with the three portholes? And then the roof had portholes in yeah, it. Yeah, that thing was insane. Back. And it was unrestored, wasn't it? Or no? No, no, no. This was okay. like, uh, this was like perfectly restored. This, yeah. was, this was an over the top restoration. But it was like, I was talking to the mechanics and they go, yeah, the owner just doesn't even want to enter it. It's not even eligible to compete. So. It's just sitting there on the lawn. I think it was kind of insane. Shoved in the corner. There was that, an unrestored Voswan further down the line because I was blown away to see an unrestored one too. So yeah, that thing was nuts with the portholes on the back. Yeah, that was cool. I mean, and then like you know, uh, there was a that silver uh, David McNeil's two hundred and fifty GTO was like. I mean, I was listening to him talk to the judges, and he's so casual about it. But he's like, yeah, you know, like because it, it had the paper tape over the headlights. Yeah, and it had the and, so red, yeah, white, actually, and, yeah. Oh, what's that? The, the the stripes, Italian stripes, right? Red, white, green. Well, yeah, but this was just there was there was just um, uh, there was just paper taped, yeah. masking taped over the headlight for some reason. And uh, he's like, oh yeah, you know, so we you know we went to France to buy the masking tape because you know in the U.S. we use inches, they use millimeters, so it's a slightly different size. And I was like, this is going to win the class, and it did. Yeah. Um, it was, that was that was pretty good. And then there was you know it was a nineteen thirty. 
seven uh Fagoni and Falachi Talbot Lago that I was sitting there looking at it going like, you know what, this is arguably the greatest car in the world. And it I, it was one of the top finishers. So you know, at the very end they bring up four cars and it was one of them. And and that Duesenberg went. Uh I might have been a little down on Duesenberg because of what happened when the one overheated. So I wasn't really looking at it too carefully, but the the winner was a nice car too. But I think you know you're like here's take a set of keys and drive out. It's probably that Voisson. Yeah, do it for me. Yeah, and that that Duesenberg actually won. That's actually an RM restoration. So Gord oh, no drove it on the rally, which is pretty cool. It's a beautiful car. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, congratulations. Good job. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Sure. yeah. Wow. Okay. What time did you get home? <laughs> Yesterday. No, two days ago. Monday. <laughs> Monday. I drove home Monday at uh I don't even know. Sometime, some point on Monday. So you've been to 12 of these. Uh, yeah. So looking back at your last week, nine days, whatever there, uh, what would you do differently for next year? Nothing. Nothing. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was, it's the greatest, man. I mean, okay. I mean, this is this is a real inside baseball, uh, uh, horrible thing to say, but like stay at Spanish Bay. I was, I was at a different hotel. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, my thing is I, I try to wind up at the fire pits at Spanish Bay every night during the week and have a cigar with my friend. And I did that. But then you got to like slept back to the hotel. So, sure. yeah, Spanish stout. That's the only thing I do different. All right. So there is something really a horrible, you know, again, entitled nasty thing to say. But you asked. So. <laughs> I did ask. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe eat a little less. You don't need to like eat. I mean, it was it was, you know, it was, it was rough by Sunday. Yeah, yeah. But they, they, you, you get plied with food, you know. So yeah, yeah. Well, man, we appreciate it. Where are you headed off to next? What can we expect from you uh, coming in next couple of weeks? Okay, I'm going to New Jersey tonight. Um, little family vacation, believe it or not. People vacation in New Jersey. Um, that I'm going to uh, Daytona to look at the Porsche 963. So that's the new uh, Le Mans hypercar. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go watch it testing. And then I'm off to Spain to look at uh, or drive uh, the Range Rover Sport and a couple other variants of that, including, I think, a Range Rover Hybrid. Uh, Goodwood Revival, go over to pop over to England, do the Revival, which is fun. Small chance I'm going to Korea, don't know. And then wow. what uh, foreign back to Korea? Spain. What's that? What's for, what for in Korea? Uh, drive some sort of car i don't know if i can talk about it but it's it's either a hyundai akia or a genesis yeah it's I'm one not, of those yeah it, i'm not sure what i'm allowed i i it, it was it was briefly brought up yesterday sure and then i i'd be I, i'd probably go right from korea back to spain to drive uh the uh i don't know if i can talk about this either but it's an audi so, okay yeah yeah i i whatever it's an rs5 competition so right it's yeah. gonna exist. i don't know if you can like maybe i made a mistake anyhow um it's a big september it's a big september Wow, that's huge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, well, I'm not doing SUV of the year or car of the year for Motor Trend this year. Okay. And they're just like, well, we need someone to go on press trips. And so there you go. You're the yeah. guy. Yeah. All right. Well, what's the best way our listeners can uh, find you? I know you're all over the place. The only way that or not, I shouldn't say that, but the best way is Instagram. Yeah. Um, it's just, just Johnny Lieberman. And it's my name is spelled a little funny. The There's no H in Johnny, it's J O N N Y. Uh, Johnny Lieberman or motortrend.com but Instagram is is Johnny Lieberman and Spikes Car Radio you know that's awesome. the other place every week oh man thanks for sharing your Monterey Car Week with uh, us on the Clutch Car Podcast 
Yeah, Greg. Thanks, man. It was it was fun as always. Um, yeah. Do it again. Thanks for listening to the Collector Car Podcast. Don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes and be sure to follow us on Instagram and everywhere else at the Collector Car Podcast. <laughs>